Hello to all you wonderful and unique <laughs> beings. It is Tuesday, October 24th, and we're here to talk sports. Both of us, well, Sam clearly didn't do it, so just one of us, uh, <laughs> will be doing this every Tuesday. Uh, for, for those that have been listening for a while, uh, has, and you may not have listened in recent memory, we have changed our dates to Tuesday. Uh, so that's what we'll be doing. We have a lot to talk about. The NBA is today. When we're recording this podcast, is the day before, but it is today when you hear this. I am super excited. This is the best time of the year, Sam. Uh, we got hockey. We got, for me, I have Premier League, uh, basically football across the pond. I have American football. Uh, I've been Thanks paying for explaining to me what Premier League is. What happened? Thanks for explaining to everyone what Premier League is. Well, I'm explaining it to you because you seem to be allergic to it. I don't, I don't watch know it. what it is. Um, I know so, what it is. I just don't watch it. Yeah. So again, so you I'm tried and then you gave up. You tried to get me. To oh watch yeah, it I, I give up like on a, a lot of things with Sam uh, for for you guys. Uh, try to get him to watch UFC fights with me. Doesn't happen. Try to get him to come watch games with me. Doesn't happen. Try to get him to watch the Premier League. Doesn't happen. So Sam is a lost cause. Uh, so I I've given up on Sam. Uh, Sam, you do remember I said uh, when you did the baseball playoff preview, I said, I haven't really watched. I said, but I would not want to play the Phillies. You remember yeah. me saying that? I, you said that, yeah. We've, and we've we'll get to that they are, they're one game away from being in the chip or the World Series. So we'll see how that happens. Uh, the little trolls in Houston have a chance again. Uh, that series has been wild to see what's going on down there. So we'll get into that. Uh, also, we got football. We got our picks to continue go. We had a rough week, a very, it very rough bad. week. Yeah, it was it really was rough. Great. It wasn't great. It wasn't great, but it's okay. Overall, our overall record for the year is great. But this past week, not not so much. Um, so now let's get into our introductions. Uh, and we're going to introduce the most dominant tag team from the East. The brains of the team. Our numbers cruncher, the advisor, Sam. What's up, Sam? Yeah, right. You sounded exasperated at the beginning of this. A lot of heavy breathing, size. Just want to check in on your mental health. You had a big win last night. Just want to make sure you're all right. No, I'm I'm fine. I just have to deal with you, so I just have to pace myself. Uh, okay. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, and I'm good. I'm, the other I'm half. good. Let's do it. I'm the other half of the duo. Uh, I'm just here, so I won't get fined. I'm Brandon. Uh, and this is episode 112. Oh, ooh. Good group of uh, Chasing Points podcast. Uh, yeah. Let's just dive right into this, Sam. Uh, we got our dubs and L's. That's winners and losers for first time listeners. Uh, we're going to go right into this. So, the game, uh, Sunday night game, uh, was the Eagles or the Dolphins at Eagles. It was a big game for both teams. Uh, the the story or the narrative going into this was the Dolphins haven't really played anybody. And if they went against the Eagles and they they solidify that they are a true threat, even though I, I don't think that changes anything, regardless of win or, or, or loss. And then for the Eagles, it was, okay, well, you're going against this high-power offense can can you see if you now you're finally playing something? Because if you remember Sam last year, the whole narrative was, oh, the Eagles haven't really played anybody. They haven't played anybody. They haven't played anybody. Right? Again, they don't make the schedule, even though the Dolphins have the second easiest schedule this year. Uh, so my my 
dub this this week. The first one to start off is my boys, the Eagles, uh, because they were able to limit the Dolphins to one touchdown, offensive touchdown. They they got another touchdown defensively, and then three points came off of Jalen's fumble. But the defense again has showed up, and it's not allowing teams to really score on them which I absolutely love to see. And they just, Sam and I were just talking about this before uh, the show started. They just upgraded at safety because it was much needed. Um, but I, I, the only concern I have really is is Jalen in, in his health. And that's, that's it. I felt like there's been something off. He said he said in a, a post conference, he said the injury was prior. It didn't happen tonight. He said it was prior to. Yeah, so I don't know if that yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, he came out in the yeah. second half of the brace, but I don't know if that happened. He's saying that the injury happened this week and practice leading up to it, or happened uh, earlier in the season. No, it wasn't specified. So uh, interesting, but I'm very very happy to see what the outcome was. It was, uh, I had bragging rights over my father for the whole year. So that's the best part of it all. So do I get bragging rights over you because of the week before where we didn't have, sure. I'm not going to gloat. I'm just, I just want to know where we stand in this. So if, if pops, I mean, yeah, you can, you can, you can have bragging okay. rights in your first win against the Eagles ever. That's you. You're right. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. So yeah. Ever. Franchise you can, achievement. And you, can, yeah. you can have that one, that one, literally one. <laughs> If you look at it too, with the and I have the Dolphins as you know, we'll spend some time on the Eagles here, and rightfully so. Um, I have the Dolphins taking that with this too, and yeah, they they put up 17 points on a really challenging defense. But you look at it like 10 of those points were as a result of um, you know Jalen had that pick six, and then the, that field goal they they only turned that fumble into a field goal. So if they really only scored seven points, you know, if you look at it that way. I mean, the defense Thanks took care of it. Thanks for reiterating what I just said. I'm just saying. That. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, it's it's only seven points it's, that they, they scored. Period. Yeah. And, 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 but the thing is, I, I, I know you have the Dolphins as your loser, but if I'm a Dolphins fan, uh, I'm encouraged by their play defensively. Yeah. Uh, because they, they, they were – they were flying across the field. They were missing Xavier uh, Howard. They're getting Jalen Ramsey back. Uh, it, it's 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 going to turn up for them, and I believe most teams are still not going to be able to stop them uh, offensively. But we don't know. Again, the problem is Jalen Waddle. Can he stay healthy or not? Because he his back stiffened up. He came back, but he wasn't himself again. So that that combination. It, it helps. It, it goes in tandem with him and, and uh, Tyreek Hill. It allows them both to really be the full speedsters that they can because you have to watch where one is going. And when the other is going, it's too late. If you're yeah. flat-footed, it's done. So uh, I, I had him more as a loser because this is a big moment. And especially to, you know, they, they have some interesting wins here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was just looking at their schedule so far. But primetime game against arguably top two team in the league. Uh, again, Sunday night. And to kind of, you know, the the Eagles are coming off of a bad loss. And, you know, can we be more than just this finesse, really fast team 
what's that going to look like when I, we go up uh, against, you know, a team running all over the place um, up against your front seven and the defense overall? And can the offense kind of figure some things out? Now, Jalen getting hurt or being hurt rather kind of explains some things as you reference. I was going to say the same thing, not knowing what you were going to say that he's probably been dealing with this for a bit. I mean, three picks last yeah. week is not something he does, not something this offense lends itself to either. So there's that. Um, but yeah, I mean, AJ Brown's insane. Um, and I'm not necessarily worried about the Dolphins overall. I I think uh, really good defense uh, stops a lot of, you know, really good offense. Obviously, I, you know, they're going to have to get used to this if they're the Dolphins. Or the schedule will get tougher if they're going to be, if they're going to win the East or be right in contention there and want to play deep into January. They're, you know, think some things need to change. And, and that's kind of why I have them as a... Um, as a loser here or taking the end of there, but in, in an overall, I'm not entirely worried about the Dolphins. I mean, I guess that's fair, but you said that their schedule is going to get tougher. It's not. At no, all. it's not. You sure? That, that's why I said to you before that they have the second easiest schedule. The only tough games that they really have coming up is the, Chiefs. the Cowboys, yeah. the Chiefs, the Ravens, and I would say the Bills, but I'll say the Bills for the fact that it's division rival, and I'll also say the Jets for that, but we don't know what we're getting from week to week from both teams, to be fair. Yeah, no, um, I, don't, I don't know about that, though. I mean, the okay, next week, real quick, Patriots, Chiefs, Raiders, Jets twice, Commanders, Titans, uh, Cowboys, Ravens, and then, you know, the yeah. Bills there. So, like, I, I kind of feel like that's... I, wouldn't you say the easier part of their schedule already happened? The Chargers, uh, Patriots—they put up seventy on the Broncos. They beat the um, they beat the Bills. They put up forty-two on the Giants or thirty-one on the Giants and forty-two on the Panthers, who probably won't even win a game this year. So, like, I kind of feel like they've—and now they're playing—they play the Eagles, and now all these other teams. I feel like this is the tougher part of the schedule. But um, you know, we don't need to spend too much time on it. You know, if, if Tua is the leading MVP can, candidate and this offense is what they've done, you know, the greatest show on turf in 2023, then, you know, that this is going to be an interesting test for them. But it just kind of shows you the beauty of the NFL to, to any given Sunday kind of thing when you have teams up and down, like what's going on with the Bills, which we'll get to. The Patriots looked completely lost last week and then you know no one's talking about the Ravens the Steelers are four and two quietly so like things you know change in an instant I just feel like um they'll continue to be tested but I, I like the Dolphins team I don't I really don't I think they they there's not that many if you look at those defenses that they're playing the best defense that they're going to play one of the best defenses that they're going to play is your team uh twice so they're, they're going to face that the Bills are they have a they have a solid defense. Cowboys have a solid defense too, but those both of those teams have been exposed, meaning the the Cowboys and the Bills. So I it's again to your point that you just said a second ago. Any given Sunday, I believe that when you have Tyreek Hill is the best wide receiver in the league. I don't care no if you play no perfect doubt. coverage or not, he is a game breaker at any point in time. You watch what he's done throughout the season. But it's again, it's that as I said before, the key to me on that offense is 
can Waddle stay healthy, which he has not proven to be able to do yet. And that's what they start to miss him towards the middle of the year, end of the year when they really, really need him. Uh, and and then also, can that running game continue to be stable? I mean, last night they went against the second best run defense in the league. So it's it's hard to do that. They're going to go against your Jets defense, which is also a top uh, run stopping defense. Right. But they have a chance against a lot of those other teams. And off- offensively, I don't think many people on their defensive end can keep up with those people. But. That's we'll just fair. wait and see. We'll just wait and see. Because, I mean, we can say all of this for yeah. what we think is going to be, and then somebody, a key player gets injured or they oh, just yeah, totally. they just are done. But I don't believe with Mike McDaniels that this team is going to just sit around and stay stagnant. Like He's just a genius, and I love that guy. So I know um, Vic Fangio on the defensive end. The, the talent's not – the personnel is not where it needs to be. You just reference the, the injuries and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But they, he's a – he, you don't uh, last in the league as long as he has by accident. I know the head coaching thing didn't work out, but he is, you know, the cream of the crop as far as DCs in this league are concerned. Yeah, he was so, he was a yeah. Eagles special, uh, a special help, a special coach for the Super Bowl last year. Like he literally was that for the Eagles. He came in and was a special advisor for them. So he's he is that guy. It's and he's also missing the guy that has led the league in the past. I think it's three seasons. Uh, in interceptions, which is Xavier Howard. So you're you're missing one of the best corners, if not the best corner in the league. And he's not playing, so that that is going to shore up for sure. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. So you have your next winner here is yeah. the Pats. Um, I, I texted my buddy because uh, we're not Patriot fans, clearly, and mm-hmm. I texted him, and I was just basically Mac Jones is elite. That <laughs> jokingly, that that throw to Gasicki, the touchdown, that was, it was a a duck. Yes, yeah. yeah. You mean the it duck happened? I just I just put it there because I was kind of like it's more like the Bills, you know. Uh, and I know we'll talk about them too, but the Bills shouldn't have lost that game, and uh, they were down twenty-two to ten entering the fourth. Mm-hmm. They put up fifteen straight, and they, you know. The Bills are just as confusing as, you know, uh, when I reference any given Sunday thing. And we could talk about that, too, in a second. But um, that's the only reason. Just because I beat the one in five Patriots beat the Bills. That's why I put it. I, it's more, I, I don't I don't know. Bill Belichick doesn't seem to care about his three under the win. That was kind of amusing. Um, I don't think, I, I think the fire Bill Belichick, and I know we've talked about it a lot. I think. Both the star quarterback and a, a star coach, you know, that marriage needs each other each other to thrive. I'm not necessarily worried about Bel- Belichick as a coach. I just think someone needs to take the GM reins away from him. And uh, that this roster, I was just looking at it. It's just like, I don't know where you go from there. Like, you Got can awful. get, yeah, you can, you're going to have a top pick next year. I don't, I don't even know what you do with it. There's so many holes on the right, but there's so many holes on this team um, that yeah. I, I don't know. I just put the Patriots there because they won a, a big game, and I think it was more that the Bills lost a big game. So. Well, I, I mean, if it's that's the the biggest decision that they're going to have to make this off season is do we keep Bill as the GM or not? Like yeah. that conversation is the biggest move that they're going to make going forward because Bill alone coaching, if he's just focusing on that, 
I think they'll be just fine. But if they have a GM that's going to be out here wheeling and dealing to get pieces that will help Bill do what he has to do, because whatever Bill thinks he's doing <laughs> drafting wise, it ain't working. Like he, they keep trading their first round picks and trading back and trading out of getting some some very very phenomenal Oops. talent, yeah. right? But they, they do get, land get some Juco, like yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty much, yeah. Like it's, it makes sense. it's basically guys. I, I think I've narrowed it down is like Bill gets guys that he basically can be like, yeah, listen, if you don't do what I got to do, you're out of the league. It's <laughs> like you can you can be the greatest thing ever. If not, you're going to be done because you don't really have this. I just need you to do this type of thing. Um, I, so are you, are you saying it takes away the GM title because he sucks at it or because it's taking up? A lot of his time because I I just think like I think both he's I think he sucks more than I think it's both taking up his time. I mean he trades like a second round pick for a washed up Mohamed Sanu who had like a great career. I don't mean to belittle Mohamed Sanu, but like at that point the the Falcons were like probably like wait what you want to give us a second okay you know so it's like moves like that like. I don't know. There's not. He there's chooses no depth guys on that used to beat him. He that's literally what he does. He gets guys that used to beat him, and he's like, okay, let me let me bring them here if I can get them. And it's like they're already past their prime. Some of them, like Sanu, pretty much were on their way, almost out of the league type thing, uh, or or to have a least impactful role as they once did. I, I believe it's both, Sam. I believe that he's a terrible GM. Uh, but I believe that his focus on trying to get those talents as well, like scouting and being a part of that is taking away also from him coaching. Now, I don't believe that. I also believe that as of late, and as I've said to you, and we said it, what, what was it, last podcast or a few podcasts ago, uh, the absence of Tom, it, it shielded a lot for him. Because prior to Tom, wasn't that great. After Tom, hasn't been that great. Uh, so I... I just, I just, to your point earlier or your question earlier, you don't know where to go from there. Is that, like I said, the number one thing they need to do is figure out if they're going to keep Bill as GM or not. And if they, if they do, if I'm Robert Kraft, the thing I'm like, if we're keeping you as GM because of my love and relationship with you, uh, I don't care what you do. We're getting a quarterback with our pick since it's going to be high. And if if we're at they're the point to getting Caleb. 100%. I don't care what we do, we're getting Caleb. And oh, then yeah. they can figure out everything else from there. Because I think if Bill got a Caleb Williams, like he would be set. Like he'd be set offensively. But they have nobody for them to throw to. So that's going to be also another situation. But on the other end of that, so Sam has the Patriots winning or as a, as a dub, and I have the Bills as an L. I, I don't know what they are doing up there. I it's <laughs> they they say they don't want Josh Allen to be a uh superhero, but the play calling says otherwise to me. To my eyes, that's what it says. It says, okay, well we need you to go out here and do all this stuff. When in reality, just give the ball to digs. <laughs> like that's that's what every that's what you hear every time you turn on the TV. Well, Josh Allen took that big leap when they got digs and digs and digs. And what did we see, Sam? Well, yeah, I mean, they're in your division. You see, every time he gets the ball to digs, digs does something, right? Now, obviously, you can't give digs the ball the whole entire game because that's not how football works. But I also want Josh to be himself too. 
right? You know what I mean? Like you, if you're taking away a guy's element, that's like saying, Sam, um, I know you wear glasses and I, I know that you need them to see, but I think you can do this task without wearing your glasses. And I think you can do it officially as much as you could do it with your glasses on. You're, you're not going to be able to see as clearly as you once did because you now don't have the thing that helps you. That was a part of your as an aid for you. It was something that you're accustomed to. It's something that aids you to see better. You're now telling this man that he can't go in and make plays on his own. Like he can't go out and do that. Now I understand that you want to limit him, but if that is who the player is, you're going to have to live by it and die by it. That's what it's going to be. You got to let them be who they got to be. Or you need somebody in their ear to be like, hey, listen, in the situation or in the headset when they talk to him, like, listen, don't do anything stupid. <laughs> somebody needs to be like, hey, listen, Josh, 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 just throw the ball to Dix. Don't do anything extra. We're going to move. We're going to move you a little bit. We're going to move the pocket a little bit. Don't do anything extra. Just throw the ball to Diggs. It's, it's a hard thing to do, though, because you know, it's an interesting challenge that every front office and or quarterback needs to face, right? You draft Josh Allen knowing that accuracy was a problem. Yep. Kind of tell him he's a yep. big dude. He can run. He's he can fuck through people, but he can also he's got a little like touch in his run. Like he's a little bit. He's not just like, you know, Ben Roethlisberger or Tom, like just Following through people yeah. like he's he can move, but you're also missing the point too. He also has his scouting apart also had turnover issues too. But continue, right, right. But I'm I'm just saying where like this mobility was a and you know a big arm is the two things you would think of with Josh Allen, right? Positive traits or whatever. So it's hard to change that, but also you don't sign a guy for two hundred fifty million dollars. No, like he couldn't he's not going to be able to win. So we've already seen it, and he may already be hurt. I mean, he spent a lot of time yeah. last year hurt. A lot of, uh, you know, close games or games where they didn't win because he was not 100% and he played. And and that's that's one thing, too. And I can't – I'm load, trying to load up the box score. It's not loading. I know Gabe Davis got, like, no – like, one reception yesterday. I know James yeah. Cook had – had some some play in the running game there, and Kincaid had you know uh, had a good game. One of his you know a nice game for a rookie tight end, which is a hard thing to do. It's it's just, and I know injuries are a thing too. Trust me, I I know that. Um, and losing a lot of big pieces on that defense, um, but you were down twenty two to ten in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. You almost won this game. You didn't show up. In Je- you didn't leave until last minute to go to England. You know you lose you lose to a J- the Jets on like I get it this big opening nine eleven in New York City. A A Rod goes down. I get the whole thing. Like, yeah. but it's just this team. It it just suffers this inconsistency every year. When it's like, when are we going to look at what they're doing, what they've lost, and how they're going to fix it? You know, I I just it's a challenging kind of question gave davis one reception for six yards yeah it's yeah that's what i thought it was james cook three receptions 46 yards so he did his thing Diggs, six receptions 58 yards dalton kincaid had eight receptions 75 yards um latavius murray two catches uh dawson knox one 
Uh, so yeah, they were they were able to spread the ball, but it wasn't definitely wasn't enough. And especially Gabe only has one catch. Um, that's that can't happen going forward. I mean, I know Kincaid is. Uh, you and I talked about it. We we believe in this young man, and we knew that he was going to be basically the replacement for uh, Dawson Knox. And I get it. You, you're definitely going to tap into that, but I feel like the ball's not being spread enough, and it's teams are also starting to hone in on, like I said before, about giving the ball to Diggs. It's like, okay, well, beat us somewhere else. If you, well, if you think- can't get the ball to Diggs, beat us somewhere else. And it, at this point in time, it's like I, I don't see it happening. I really I don't. Think- you know, I mean, you started the conversation with get the ball to Diggs more. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, it's not going to be even. Yeah. It's never really been even. They've never really had a running game. You can make an argument. This is probably the That's best also problem game. too. Yeah. The bestest game running game has been since Josh Allen's been under center, right? I, I'm just thinking about it really quickly. So, yeah, I, there's not a lot. Uh, he needs to continue to work on a lot of things, but I think he needs to be healthy and maybe, maybe it is important for him to just play inside that box for a little bit. Maybe we'll, we'll see. I'd love to see, hear the people scream and say, Josh Allen needs to be a pocket passer like they did to uh, Lamar, but we'll get into Lamar in a second. Uh, Another dub for me, Steelers. I I don't know how (laughs) as a team you can basically be outmatched offensively damn near every game and still have a four and two record. Uh, I believe there was a guy that I said was going to be the defensive player of the year. Um, I think his name is TJ Watt. And uh, I've heard of him that that pick that he had. There's nothing that he cannot do defensively. And this Steelers defense has been cooking, especially with him. He's literally won two games and and already this season for them. And I and I never really like to say that one player has won a game, but TJ Watt has literally he essentially won two games for the Steelers this year. Now also yeah, in this yeah, game yeah. yesterday, Pickens uh and Pickett started cooking. At one point they were cooking together and that combination is starting to heat up. You can see that uh Pickett is is getting comfortable with throwing the back shoulder fades and, and whatnot and being able to push the ball down the field. And he's literally said, if Pickens is has a one-on-one, I'm throwing him the ball. And he showed that in this game on Sunday, and it was just like, okay, maybe he's starting to get it now. I, I mean, I know a lot of people have talked about uh, Matt Canada, right? Is his name Matt Canada, right? Yep. Uh, see. T- talking about him a lot and, you know, Fans letting <laughs> letting him know very very clearly that uh, they don't want him there, uh, especially after the few seasons that he's had. But if they're able to, if the offense starts to click now, like it, it was on Sunday, I, I I believe that the sky is the limit for this team. Look, they lost Pat Fryermuth. He hasn't played in the last couple of games. He's mm-hmm. on IR now, so he's going to be out. I don't know if you can retroactively do that, like you can in Major League Baseball. I'm assuming you can't. Um, but so you don't have that, but you got Deontay back. That short area, the running game has been abysmal. I told you before the season, like I think Jalen Warren becomes the starting running back over Najee Harris. That you just have not gotten a consistent effort from Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. But the the knock on Pickens last year, and that was his rookie year, right? Was that he can only run like two or three routes, 
right? The go route and like a slant and like, that's it. And you see all these videos in preseason or in training camp, whatever, like where he's like making these insane catches and he's like mauling the guy, getting offensive uh, pass interference on the way to like an insane play. Mm -hmm. But like he has, and especially with Deontay not being on the other side of him, you the last couple weeks, him and Kenny like have really connected. Like he looks like if you were to just gauge like most improved, he's one of them from last year to this year. Like he's running a lot of different routes. He's doing some stuff. He's got really good speed. He's a tough wide receiver. And I think, you know, he, he's just, uh, I like him and yeah. Uh, I don't think Kenny Pickett's the answer in general. I think there's a lot of questions on this offense. They did nothing really yesterday uh, until the end of the game. But like that said, when you have a defense and a guy as dominant as TJ and, you know, uh, a scheme like like they've been running in Pittsburgh forever, you're never really out of a game. Real quick, why don't you think Pickett is the answer? I just, I don't, I don't have stats in front of me. I just, I've had this, I just, don't know. I'm I'm all for and understand, and we talk about this a lot, like giving a, a quarterback time to grow and learn. Um, and it's it's easier in some places uh, than others. I will address that. I just don't know. I mean, I'm not saying you replace him. I'm just saying it's it's in the middle of year two, and I'm not like sold that he's the answer. But I'm not saying replace him next year. Okay. Again, unless you get one of these top two picks, I think you could make that conversation about a lot of guys, right? Like they're um, not getting the top two pick. As right. you know. That's all. That's what I mean. So it's yeah. like you're, you're. I'm not. In, you know, I wouldn't be interested in moving forward without him okay. until his contract's up. Okay. Just scares. Yeah. Uh, your your no, dub is the Jags. Uh, it's a Thursday night game. They just. Uh, you know they. They were impressive overseas, and uh, you know ETN just uh, three games in a row with with two touchdowns. That's a Jacksonville record, and they had a guy named Fred Taylor as their running back for a really long time. Uh, so, like that, that's impressive. I've always really liked him as a talent coming out of Clemson too. Um, Trevor Lawrence has been like he's been he's been pretty good at times. Uh, I would. I told you last week. I was worried about that knee injury that he had. I I picked the Saints to win, and we were talking about it before, like right before the game. I was like, no, I think the Jags are going to win, but I counted it as a loss for me. I, I just like this team, the AFC South. I mean, the Colts are in these tight games a lot more than they should be. They don't necessarily win all of them, uh, like this week. But you know, the, their challenge. I don't really believe in the Titans. And uh, I like this Texans team. I just don't. I just, you know, Jacksonville is one of the top teams in the league, I think. Um, you could question who they've played to, but I, yeah. I just like the team overall. I mean, they did beat the Bills. Um, I, I. This is what happens when you have a man as the head coach, <laughs> a smart man, a real head coach uh, with and that player's respect. I will take any shot I can at Urban Meyer when I get the chance. Um, 
it's such an interesting contrast for you because you go from urban and like in your opinion you go from urban mind a guy you cannot stand and i don't get me i'm not speaking i'm speaking for both of us but and then you have like your former head coach who won you a super bowl with a backup quarterback that like it's such an interesting contrast so i continue please he i mean he just he was a quarterback. He knows how to speak to the quarterback. He knows how to speak to the players. He's a player coach, as they would would say. And he just respects and loves those guys. If you ever watch, I one of my biggest things that I love to do is it's a secret thing, which I'll now let the, the cat out of the bag. But I like to watch the victory speeches from like all the coaches after. Like I, I love to hear the team speak in the locker room after they win because you can hear the true passion there. Like it's inspiring for me to hear these guys talk and uh, IE the young man that uh, took over for Justin Fields uh, this week, which we'll, we'll get into as well. Like just hearing how the team rallies behind and you can just see the love that they have for each other. And it's just one cohesive unit. Uh, that's what you hear when you come to Jacksonville. Did you know, Sam, that they won four games in 19 days, four games. Oh, wow. Four and games two of them were in England. <laughs> yes. Wow. So they they have literally they're five and two. Uh, they are sitting here. They're quietly putting together a a great record. Like they're they're just around and they just keep winning. Like they they were winning last year. They have a quarterback that that sometimes does some bozo things. Just to be fair, because yeah. Trevor Lawrence oh, has done. Watching those games, he's done some some really bozo I, things. I'm like sometimes I look at him. And even in college, I did this mm-hmm. where I was like, are we sure he's like Peyton Manning or whatever that label was? Yeah. And I, I, you know, I understood the situation last, you know, last year in, in Jacksonville. Don't get me wrong mm-hmm. there. Um, but the, there's still some dumb plays he makes. But when he when he's right, he's right. Like, it's it's fun to watch. The only person that I'll ever say was close to the Peyton Manning comparison was the guy that replaced Peyton Manning in Indianapolis. Yeah, you know what I mean, though. No, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying that make that comparison. I I just hate hearing it. And I know Trevor is was good in college, uh, but I I just have a Sam. I know you know this, but I, I mean, for the listeners, like I just have a thing that when when they hype these these guys up to be the next so and so, I immediately am just like, Ugh. I kind of get standoffish. I'm just like, I don't. If I hear one more time. Pat Mahomes, Caleb Williams comp, I'm gonna like blow up. Well, I totally understand. Yeah, I totally get it. That's that's my jam is seeing is seeing those guys that like you're like okay, well they got talent, but you don't know what they're gonna be like. No, who who in the hell said Patrick Mahomes was gonna be this? Nobody. Like nobody said that. I, nobody. I, yeah, I don't know one person. So I, I, I like those type of stories. But anyway, um, yeah, just that that's super impressive to me. Four games in 19 days. Uh, they are quietly putting together a season. Yes, you can argue. Have they really faced anybody? I, I mean, like to me, the Bills are like the only ones uh, outside of that. But uh, it's in a weaker division kind of weaker division they can they can pull some some things off here you know and, yeah. and i they're gonna be around they're just gonna be around um my next dub here uh coincides with sam's l uh, l on this one uh is the ravens and i essentially know that this is 
Sam's dub too. I just know it as well. Like yeah. because what the Ravens just did on Sunday to the Lions was absolutely abuse. <laughs> like it was they the Lions got touched. Um and it was not great for them. Uh to to see what Lamar was doing and carving up. And this is what everybody has been like Lamar fans. I want to say, let me be very, very clear. Not the stupid ass anonymous coaches that say Lamar can't do this. The fans of Lamar Jackson are like, this is what he can do. So I wish, I hope whoever the anonymous people are saying that he can't stand in a pocket and throw the ball. Uh, he has been proving that over and over and over again uh, this year. And, and in previous years to me, honestly, uh, the way that he moved, moved out of the pocket where he could have ran yesterday and stopped and threw that sidearm pass to get it yeah, in there. Yeah. It's like if that he would have taken off. He, he definitely could have taken off if he still wanted to. That's, but that's the part that scares teams. Now it's like, I have to think that if I don't play contain, this guy is going to run. But now you have to be like, damn, this guy can really get it to wherever he wants to. And he's always had an arm. He's always had the ability to do it. I just feel like he's now more accurate. Uh, it doesn't help that OBJ is not fully to what we thought he possibly could be. But to be fair to OBJ, he's, this man has no ACLs. Essentially, like he's they're, they're gone. He's blown both of them out. Um, and he's not that. And, and Zay Flowers can only do so much as his rookie year. But I feel that the young man is going to be great. Uh, and he's got, oh, Andrew, you know, is is his his security blanket. So. What they did was super, super impressive, and I and I don't. I, I Ravens defense to me is always a, a gold standard. Like they're always in the top yeah. five for me ever. Yeah. So I don't really ever address that because I just know what they do. They, you know, when you face the Ravens, you're in for a defensive battle. So uh, just want to give them love. But your your loser or your dub or your L, excuse me, uh, is the Lions in this one. Yeah, I mean, there, there wasn't a team like hotter than. The Lions, right? They've won uh, four in a row, 13 of their last 16, including going back to last year. And their run defense has been really good, too. And they were limited to six points. You mentioned that the game was over before it started. Lamar led the first four drives for touchdowns. They were down 28 to zero. You know, so you're just like the gas was gone, like they were gone. Um, so yeah, that's that's not what you want to see from, you know, probably the most hyped team in 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 football. Um, you know, and I mean hyped team as a team that's really good. A lot of people like they're just not there yet. You know, games like wins like this solidify that. But we're going in a different conversation. I think it's. I think a lot of this too is on the Ravens. It, this game reminded me of that first game. That um, that Lamar had his MVP season. I think it was against the Dolphins. I don't remember, but remember he like stayed in the pocket. He threw for a billion yards, and he, you know, it was he won an MVP that year. And I think if if he's healthy, something he's not been able to do. We've talked about a lot that MVP, you know, especially with two are losing a game that he should, you know, needed to win for the MVP convo, even though it's really early and these conversations are dumb in general. Like, Lamar's like, watch out for Lamar Jackson, man. Uh, 21 for 27, 357, one rushing touchdown, three passing touchdowns. Like, he's had a ton of yards on the ground. Like, he's he's a beast. 
I will I will say this. This is a little side note. Uh, shout out to Farkas. He just sent me this. Uh, I know we didn't really talk about this, and I will, I'll get right back to this. But uh, Bayard, who the Eagles just picked up, uh, there's a tweet that, that went out and said, Bayard traded one week after he could have worn the Kelly Green and one week before he could have worn the Houston Oilers jersey. I'd be fuming. That, that's crazy. But he's going to get a chance to wear the Kelly Green uh, later this year because they, they're going to wear him twice this year. But he just is missing out on two of the greatest jerseys like ever. By the way, the Eagles need to make that their standard jersey anyway. But whatever. Back to uh, back to this. Like I'm not I'm not concerned about the Lions. To be fair, uh, I'm, not I, I'm not concerned about them after this game. Like I I didn't expect them to go undefeated. They already weren't undefeated. Um, but I, I, I sometimes you need that punch in the mouth during the season to be like, okay, like the punch in the mouth. I feel for for my birds was your team beating them. Like, it was just like, okay, super sloppy game, both ends, but it's oh, like, that, you kind of needed that just to be like, all right, what, what are we doing here? Type situation. Right. So I, I feel that you need every championship teams or teams that are really, truly contending need that, that punch in the mouth. And I think that was for them. Now, obviously the Ravens are going to be a contender later on in the year. So they might be able to, as the lines are, they might have a chance to see them. Uh, but uh, the Amar, the um, I always mess it up. Say it for me, Sam, because I'm gonna mess it up. Amra Sapra. Thank you. Is that I don't know saying? why. Uh, I didn't yeah, know, I don't know why I was just gonna mess. I was gonna oh, absolutely obliterate it, even though I know his damn name. Amra, you know his brother's Amra name? Brown. Huh? His brother's name? I he don't know. The Aquinius Sapra. I know he's. I know he's playing, but I forgot. I knew. I don't know where he is now. I know he was on the bench for a while, but yeah. He. But did you see him get uh, basically flipped uh, during the game? I absolutely love that. He came over in the Ravens. I don't remember who the Ravens defender was, but he just flipped him over and basically was just like, "Would you stop touching me?" Like it was basically. It just reminded me of like playing with your little sibling and they just keep annoying you. Like stop, stop, and he just like flipped him over. Like I told you to stop. Uh, I I just thought that was pretty cool. Um, let's get into Steelers. Only half a game back of the Ravens, by the way. They, yeah, and they, Mike That's, Tomlin uh, is the man. Know. Is all I will yeah. say. Mike Tomlin yeah. is the man. Uh, Sam, you have uh, your dub is the Bears. Yeah, just uh, I mean, I didn't know who Tyler Badgett was two weeks I don't ago. Think anybody did. Uh, he went I, uh, Shepherd College, I think I read some. I have no idea. I didn't watch all this game, but like the Bears won a game, something they haven't done in a really long time. Or, I mean, consistently in a really long time, right? Like, this is not a new, like, this is not an old feeling for them. And this guy did it, and he's going to start next week because of uh, Justin Fields' thumb. So, I don't know. I didn't know where he was. Congrats, you won. Is there a quarterback conversation? But like, it was just—it's a fun thing to see. Like, he had his like a billion people at the at the game, and you know, uh, he didn't light up the stat stat board, but he you know played really well. They won the game, and it's a it's a big deal. So yeah, real quick I, on did you see the the post game interview? Uh, the, I did uh, not. The I heard about uh, it. The post game victory speech. So he yeah. got the game ball, uh, which absolutely loved. So he came in, he said, I appreciate you guys. Um, I love you guys so much. And, and for having my back, he said, you know, we you, we all stepped up. Like when Justin went down, 
uh, we, you all came around me and supported me. And it was like, I'm, I'm just very, very happy to be a part of this and get this opportunity. Uh, and, and in the background, Justin Fields is standing up on like one of the lockers. And when they called him to get the game ball, Justin is like emphatically clapping his hands, celebrating him and, and shouting for him and all that. It was like, it, it, if there's not one thing, like I know he's a true talent, but he's also a, a true teammate. Like he just, loves his teammates and you see even after the games that they lose he goes up to his linemen he gives them hugs he goes up to his wide receivers he goes up to his fellow uh teammates and gives them all hugs and i just love and want to give justin fields his respect for that one uh and apparently he's probably not going to be playing but uh what's what's his name again the tyler badgen his dad is a uh I guess he's a world champ arm wrestler, <laughs> uh, which Whoa. was something that I learned. Apparently, like he just he just That's slays cool. dudes out there <laughs> in what arm I, wrestling. So, what I will say about Justin Fields, real quick, mm-hmm. and you know, Jerry's still on the field if he can put it all together. Because when he can, it's you know, no doubt. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I really just from the kind of person he is those comments a couple weeks ago about being really mechanical and Mm -hmm. he was certainly frustrated i don't think i don't think he really meant to throw anyone under the bus a lot of it just got yeah taken away from him and and, you know ripped up and sound bites and different things so like that's what shocked him because this that's what you want to see from your franchise quarterback justin fields didn't do anything that he couldn't play this game he could not play yeah. Like he he didn't get benched because he sucked. It's like a you know we I reference it a lot. You reference it a lot. Like when Jalen got benched for Tua, a freshman at halftime of a national championship game, Tua wins the game. Who's the first person there greeting him every time he runs off the field? Jalen, and, and then- he's basically said that moment that season changed my life. Yeah, and like. And then Jalen stayed there while Tua took his job. And then yeah. the following season, Tua went down and Jalen stepped in and he won the game. Like it was, it's just, yeah, yeah. I, I love, I love that story. So like that, those kind of like moment, like that's when, at least, you know, you have like a leader in the, in the locker room. He may not be putting it all together, but he's growing up and he's, you know, he knows the right thing to do in certain situations. Mm-hmm. But that was, I didn't, I heard about all that, but I didn't, know all the details so like that made me feel good yeah about right. justin i agree, I agree. Yeah, yeah um my my loser from from that since it is in this game is the raiders uh you are wasting a generational talent and Devonte adams and i know uh they came out and said that they're not going to trade him and to be fair i wouldn't to, to my point, he is a generational talent, so I wouldn't just trade him either. Uh, I would have to get back a lot of pieces for him. But, man, he's I, – I hate to see that he's just not getting that. Now, he, he also had a huge drop in that game. Um, but, I mean, it happens. But I, I, I just – that team is just so bad. And you you know why it's so bad, Sam? And why I know so you know bad, why it's bad. Uh, of course I do. Sam, Sam's talked about the former regime uh, and what they were doing with their picks and players that they were going to get. And he said, this is, they are doing terrible things in that front office. And well, this is the, the cupboard's bare. The cupboard is bare. That's it's, for sure. It's literally, this is the, the blast after the blast of the nuclear bomb. This is, this is the radiation that was Gruden Ouch. and, and uh, Mayock. 
So it's it's this is what it is. And it's unfortunate because this team, they're trying to build and do this. Jimmy G is is never healthy. He can't stay healthy. He literally, it's so crazy. He went to the same school as Tony Romo, and he's his career is like the same way as as Romo. Is. They both can't stay yeah. healthy. They they have talent. They they throw the ball very similarly, and it's just like okay, I I don't know. It's they weird. do throw the ball similarly. They do. Um, they do. Eastern Illinois, shout out. Didn't mm-hmm. know we were getting that today. There you um, go. Look, he wasn't on the field, so Brian Hoyer is not. The answer that I know they were definitely trying to target Devontae. I know we got him out of targets, but it's 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 a mess in, in Vegas for sure. And I don't mean because they're paving the strip for the Formula One race. Because yeah. yeah. I went to Vegas about a month ago. It is a mess. Um, love the city of Vegas, and that'll be a great race and whatnot. But Vegas is 9-14 and 14 since uh, Josh McDaniels took over, and they'll have the third, the bottom third in total offense during that time. Again, the club looks better. Uh, you know, there are a lot of issues there, but if, yeah, you got to kind of make a decision at some point because Devontae, even if he's on the starting the decline, I'm not saying he's there. I know he's dealing with a shoulder issue too, but if that, you know, it's inevitable, he's 30, it's, it's going to happen at some point. If it's starting now, you got to, move him and if i'm him i want to win and i know you get traded yeah, there of course he wants to win but also but. that's this is at the same time i want him sam to be somewhere that he can win this is this is the problem at times when you want to force yourself someplace or you want to get yeah. that big payday right he this got is, both he got both is, yep this is the choice that you now have to live with now you are stuck with the like the raiders the Raiders are always going to be relevant because they are a storied franchise, right? The the black hole that is the Raiders, the fan base, it's always going to be relevant because of that, right? That it, they are one of the best travel fan bases, period, in in football, right? Yeah, but, I mean, right up there. The when was the last time the Bears were good? Yeah, you know, well, yeah. but they're the Bears. Yeah. You know, like it's exactly. it's. I totally get it. Yeah, but but it's. Even with that being said, is you know, if you've watched the Raiders, you know they haven't been good. So you allowed yourself to go to a place that they haven't been good. You didn't know you went with your former college quarterback. I get it. Great. As soon as you get there, you have him for a year, and then you're just like, all right, bye. And now you're sitting here yeah. with Jimmy G, right? Trust so me, this is out. not a day more Portland situation no, where no. it's like, nope. thanks for everything. Like, go win now. Like, Somewhere else, like the, I don't have that feeling. I'm just kind of like to your sentiment of you're wasting Devontae Adams. I'm not sure what you can necessarily do to fix it in the in the next year or so. So you know, if, if anything, I'm telling you right now, I would. I understand he's a generational talent, but if you don't have somebody to throw the ball to him, then get rid of him and get pieces back to build up your future and really, really. Go to the board and think about how you can build this out, especially because you have a premier place that you're playing in. You're playing in Las Vegas. You don't think that people don't want to come there and be like, you know what? I'm out here for the weekend. Let me go place bets on your team. Let me go watch this game. Let me go do that. Like, it's they need to do something about it. But we've been on this too long. Let's finish up out here. Your last uh, L is the Commanders. Why is that? Commanders can't lose to the Giants, and they. <laughs> The Giants almost screwed themselves because of like the the end of the game. 
fair. Uh, really poor clock management. And I didn't see the game prior, but I did hear all of, and see all about the poor uh, clock management for Brian mm-hmm. Dable to end that Monday night game. Or was a Sunday night? Whatever that prime time game against the uh, Giants and, and Bills there. So it's like you just – commanders can't lose there. Um, you know – Ron Rivera was on the hot seat to begin the season. <laughs> I think oh, you can't get your quarterback sacked a billion times. I don't know what that number is, uh, but it's really high, and it shouldn't, you know. Not that we thought Washington's anything really on Washington was great. You know, we liked their defensive pieces. I liked their wideouts, the running game, but, like, didn't think their offensive line was anything with him with him, but you can't like tell your quarterback. Yeah, he's been sacked how many times? Like 40-something? Yeah, it's like over 40, and it's clearly going I know Joe Burrow's been sacked a lot in his career. I don't know if that's the record or if it's David Carr. I know we always think of David Carr when talking about sacks, but you know, Sam Howell's going to get himself killed out there. Yeah, no, it's 40. And, uh, legit 40 times he's been sacked he's so far this year. 40 in seven games? Mm-hmm. If yep. they don't have a bye? Yeah, Dude, you can't. So, like, it's more like you just can't lose to the Giants. And I'm sorry if my friends or Giant fans in general are upset. Don't be but, sorry. They know their team you sucks. Know. They know their team sucks. It's okay. I know they know. It's the it's fact hard. that you have to have a, a QB conversation about is, Ty, is Tyrod the answer because they're playing better. Like, what does that say about Daniel Jones? I mean, <laughs> exactly Daniel Jones what we've been that, saying. But, but also, to I mean, be fair. Tyrod has been a very good quarterback, but you know a team almost killed him when he actually had a chance to really flourish. But we're not speaking of that too. Speaking of that too, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, But um, let's go into uh, the power rankings for this week. I'm going to fly through this one. We have three teams that weren't ranked last week. Uh, Number number five. I talked about them earlier. Five and two record, being sneaky, sneaky. Jacksonville Jaguars. We've already talked about them enough. Don't need to do it anymore. Number four, also a new arrival, Ravens. They are just out here, have a phenomenal record, uh, as Sam alluded to. They're they're just ahead of the Steelers, which, yeah, whatever. We know that again. Uh, but the Ravens are, are turned up here. This Chiefs, who are 6-1. and one. Again, last year, we didn't talk about them too much. The only reason they're being talked about this much this year is because Taylor Swift is at every damn game uh, that they're at, and I'm getting sick and tired of it because now we're seeing uh, her and what's her name, Brittany Mahomes, now now have coordination dances, coordinated dances, and it's just uh, it. I thought Jackson was a problem. You know what? Never mind. Let me just not go down this road. Didn't I say this a couple weeks ago when you said? Is she a distraction? And I said, no, I don't think so. I'd be, if I was Patrick, be more worried about Brittany Mahomes trying to be Taylor Swift's friend. I said that exactly. There, all three of them were in the press box in a triangle. Jackson was above them. I and saw the Jackson was like, standing like, above. This is a nightmare. This is is a you know he did that shit on purpose, by the oh, way. Of course, they did. The- of course they did. Uh, number two is the Niners. And that's only because when we're recording this, I don't know if the Niners are going to win this game against the Vikings, but I'm pretty sure they they probably will. Uh, but the Niners are where they are. And the Eagles, the reason why I put the Eagles in front of 
the Niners is because they played a team that I believe that actually is going to be around later. Um, I know yeah. the Niners played the Cowboys, but they absolutely have babied the Cowboys the last three times that they've played them. So that's why it's changed, and that's where it's at this week. That is my top five. Uh, no argument there. Thank you. I like that. Uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see Niners not at full strength tonight. Again, this is a moot point by the time you're listening. No Trent Williams, no Debo, but... CMC's going, um, but yeah, if they if that game is close or they lose, you know, I'm sure this will get rattled a little bit. But here we I, go. I will enjoy it. Uh, you want to read what our records are? Or you want to just yeah, get so, into our picks? Yeah, I mean, real quick, we uh, we sucked last week. <laughs> the first time I think the Instagram beat us, and and they weren't, uh, and we love our listeners, but. Uh, they were five and seven. I was three and nine. You were four and eight. So technically, you you lost Instagram. No, we both lost. It was it was not great. Was uh, not records great for the year. I'm sixty three and forty nine. You're sixty five and forty seven. Sixty one wins uh, for our listeners. No dies this week. Uh, you want to want to rattle off our picks here, Hayes? I do not. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, Thursday night football: Bucks at Bills. Sam and I both have the Bills. Uh, Sunday, we're getting right into this. Uh, the long schedule is Jets at Giants, which is always so weird because they play in the same stadium. So whatever. Uh, but we both have the Jets, Jags at Steelers, both have the Jags, Eagles at Commanders, Eagles. We have the Rams at Cowboys. We'll have Cowboys. I'm going to tell you right now, though, Sam. I would not be surprised if the Rams won. Um, you sneak, you sneaky love this Rams team. I, I do. I do. Because um, I do, too. I do, too. Puka, and then Puka. you also got our boy back. Uh, you know, they, they're just doing things. Atwell's out there, and you still got Aaron Donald on the opposite side. So there's that. Uh, Vikings at Packers. Uh, I, Sam has the Packers. I have the Vikings. Uh, Falcons at Titans. We both have the Falcons. I'm glad Sam is on the Falcons board uh, now. Appreciate you from joining the uh, board of uh, Falcons. Uh <laughs> Uh, it's crazy that they finally got the ball to Kyle Pitts and they were just like, oh my God, this is what he does. Yeah, you idiots. Uh, Pats at Dolphins. Uh, we both have Dolphins. Saints at Colts. Colts for both of us. Texans at Panthers. Both Texans. Browns at Seahawks. Browns. Bengals at Niners. Sam has the Niners. I have the Bengals. This is going to be a very close game in my opinion. Um, Chiefs at Broncos. We'll have Chiefs. Uh, Ravens at uh, Cardinals. Ravens. Sunday night football is Bears at Chargers. We both have the Chargers. Uh, Chargers are a disgrace. I should put them as a loser every week that they lose because they shouldn't be losing with Herbert or whatever. just one of these touchdowns that Mahomes had the last one. I was just like, Brandon Staley, you're supposed to be a genius. How did you let that happen? It was in the red zone. Then whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, Staley, Staley's going to be gone too. Him and him and Ron can plan their vacations as because they're going to have them. Uh, and Monday night football. I really could probably do without this. It's Raiders at Lions, and we both have Lions. Uh, Sam, get into some MLB for us. Again, maybe a moot point by the time you're listening, but uh, you referenced it about the Phillies being a problem. They are up three games to two, playing in Philly, playing the Diamondbacks tonight. Uh, Game seven will be. Yeah, grease those polls because game seven will be tomorrow if the Diamondbacks find a way to win tonight. 
But yeah, no, really exciting series. I saw like some crazy stat that was like home run leaders over the last two postseasons, and the the Phillies have the most. But then they broke out. That's by team. They broke out Bryce and and uh, Nick uh, Schwarber as their own members, and it's just insane. Like Bryce Harper has is Philadelphia, and like Cassianos and and Schwarber. And, Don't say that again. That hurts my soul. Yeah, I know. Dude, I, I know. scream about all the time. The Yankees didn't even call him. Uh, and uh, game seven tonight in the NLCS. I know we're who cool. we're cheering for the Rangers at Houston. Um, Everybody so outside of Houston is cheering for the Rangers. Are yeah. you kidding me? So, t- series tied up at three. Winner goes to the World Series. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about um, the World Series a little more next week. But we, uh, it's time. You mentioned at the top of the show, dude. Basketball season is here Tuesday when this episode drops will be the first game, the tip off of the 2023 NBA season. Happy, happy as hell. Super happy. Um, So let's get into our predictions. I'm just going to run down what my prediction is uh, ranking wise uh, for the Eastern Conference. Sam will be the same thing and then we'll go into the Western Conference. We'll talk a little about about the teams here and there, like what we what we think or why we kind of chose the way and get into it we'll be talking more about this throughout the season and then we'll get into uh who we believe are going to win the the awards before we get out of here so let's jump right into this for the eastern conference for me i have bucks at one celtics two uh the Cavs at three the sixers at four the knicks at five the heat at six the raptors at seven the I almost called them the Bears in my head. I call them the Bears, the Bulls <laughs> at eight, uh, the Hawks at nine, and Indiana at 10. So, uh, seven through 10 are for playing. Um, and then I'll Sam, you go ahead and share yours, and then we can get into why we chose what we chose. Yeah, I um, a little similar to you, uh, and I'm sure we'll break that down too. Uh, you had Bucks one, Boston two, Cavs three, I have Celtics one. Bucks two, Cavs three, Knicks four. Again, I'm not really. I know it's we should be looking at like standings, but it's so hard because some teams just kind of coast and then turn it on. Um, but I'm just so I kind of looked at it like, how am I going to rank these teams one to ten? So I have Knicks four, 76ers five, Heat six, Atlanta seven, Indiana Pacers eight. I really like this Magic team at nine. I try. I'm, trying to figure out how to get them higher. And uh, I just had Toronto in there um, at the 10 seed there. So the play in would be Hawks, Pacers, Magic, Raptors. So I don't, I don't hate, I don't hate anything about your list. I actually really, really like this list. I also had uh, the magic flirting around, um, especially because I know what the Hawks have done in recent years. Yeah. Uh, but they, they did just get rid of Collins. Uh Looks like Trey has been playing. He looks like a different Trey this offseason that I've seen him play. So I don't know what what they're going to bring. But I, I just what my eyes have shown me in recent memory, I, I don't really put too much faith into the Hawks. The Pacers, they have a really good young core. If they can stay healthy, that's their issue right yeah. now, is if they can stay healthy, they will be a true contender and they can be higher. I can see them being out of the playing game and they could potentially be in contention with the heat. Now the heat aren't great during the regular season as we've seen in the past, but they always are around and they always end up being in the postseason. So they're always going to be on that list. 
uh, between the Bucks and the Celtics. I think that can go. I think the Celtics are a better constructed team, but you got Dame and Giannis, and it's hard for me to go against those oh, two. True. I know, um, but it, it's. I'm really curious to see what happens outside of them. Uh, the reason why I'm, I'm glad we both have the Cavs at three. If you haven't been paying attention and asking why are they above the Sixers, um, they have a really good young core, and they were in the playoffs. And they can play. They can ball. They have some really, really good players. Uh, Evan Mobley is a potential uh, defensive player of the year uh, candidate already. He was in that, that argument last year uh, in the running sport. And they just have some really, really good offensive players. So I- I'm curious to see what happens there. Uh, Sixers, Lord knows what's going to happen there. They They've been... Uh, they've been in in contention for the the championship for years now, and they can't get anywhere near it. They can't even sniff it. Um, And then the time that they were close to sniffing it, Kawhi shut that down. Uh, He snuffed that for sure. But I, 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 you know, it's like the fan in me, well, if I'll get to it later, but I'm, I'm just really curious to seeing how, Toronto, Chicago, and Atlanta are going to play, and Indiana are going to play because that can that can change a lot of this up. But I, I think the top is really just too strong. Yeah, and I, I agree. I mean, this Celtics team is is good. I think it's it's certainly deep. I Drew Holiday getting Drew Holiday, and I, I know you lose Marcus Smart, who is a former Defensive Player of the Year. I'm Drew Holiday's right up there as a defender. I was I really like that move, especially someone to just run point guard. He's an exceptional perimeter defender. You know, does Tatum make that step into absolute superstardom? I'm taking that bet. Um, you know, you, you have Jalen Brown back. Get Porzingis. I mean, he looked good last year. Mm-hmm. Can can he stay healthy? If if you can get that, a healthy Porzingis <laughs> You know, yeah, definitely. I I worry about the question I have with the Bucks is the depth, yep, and I don't have a roster. Of, yeah, yep. it's you know, Dame. I think Dame and Giannis. It that's going to be insane. I think not having Drew Holiday defensively. I, I like Giannis as defensive player of the year. Um, he's going to have to do a lot more, and I think he'll, he's clearly able to do a lot more. And, yeah. and certainly, Brook Lopez helps there because he's always in that conversation but so i yeah i'm not gonna doubt ever doubt Giannis, and i you know how much i love dame i just question like the depth of it but we'll see and um the team out of here if we're just picking out a couple teams here i just think the 76 i put them at five i think the 76ers thing could be like the surprise oh crap this is falling apart and yeah, I know Harden's like there, but he's not going to practice, and he wants to be traded, and or he doesn't. And like Embiid hasn't really, you know, like I like Embiid the talent. I you know I don't know how the season's going to go. Mm-hmm. I don't think Daryl Morey is going to get what he wants for James Harden. I don't think James Harden's going to help the 76ers. I don't think James Harden's going to help anybody. I'm just not a James Harden guy. Um, respect. I respect the game, uh, his game, but I just think that's the team where it's like asterisk. This whole thing could fall apart pretty easy. Uh, Qu- 
Yeah, Quinn Snyder, the new uh, coach at Atlanta. Yeah, you mentioned seeing a different tray. I hope that's the case there too. Tyrese Halliburton not being a Nick will forever haunt me. And I really like this Orlando team, as I mentioned. Paolo it won Rookie of the Year. I think you know he's going to take another huge jump. He had Franz Wagner, who I like a lot too, and some really good point guards um, and some talent on this team. So I'm kind of taking them as my bet to be like, I don't know where this team comes and, and looks pretty good in the East. So uh, Donovan Mitchell should also haunt you. Um, looking at the Bucks yeah, roster, yeah, totally. Uh, they did pick up Robin Lopez. They picked up Robin Lopez, which is a good backup for his brother. Um, it clearly, uh, if you are playing for the Bucks and you have a sibling in the NBA, the Bucks will go and get them. Apparently, um, <laughs> but they don't forget they got Jay Crowder last year in that trade, so I think that's going to help them out. The the wild card for that team has been for the past few years is Chris Middleton because he can't stay yep. healthy. That's the yep. issue. Um, Bobby Portis as well, too. Uh, he can be a factor if he continues to stay healthy. Uh, they got uh, Cameron Payne, who is a good uh, good wing player to, to have coming off the bench. And then I'm going to give a shout out to this young man because he's from Beacon, New York, Elijah Hughes. Um, is is on the team, so there's that. But yeah, outside of that, there's really no, there's really no really good solid depth. I mean, Pat Connington is going to get you some. Malik Beasley's there. Uh, Marajan. Uh, yeah, I, that's that's like their weakest part of their whole team. But I think that would just Dame and Giannis alone. If, gonna be if, fun if, to watch, if, right? if if Dame and Giannis alone, they can they're going to eliminate a lot. But I'm telling you right now, if Middleton can stay healthy this year, then they're going to be a problem. They will be a problem. But he hasn't been able to stay healthy, so not quite sure how that's going to go. Um, let's get into our Western Conference, unless you have anything else left for the East. No, it's good. All right. Western Conference, I have the Nuggets, the defending champs at one, uh, the Suns at two, the Kings at three, the Warriors at four, Timberwolves at five, Lake, uh, Clippers at six, Lakers at seven. Um, Grizz at eight, Pelicans nine, and Mavs at ten. Sam, what is your top ten? Uh, same teams, different order, pretty much. Uh, Nuggets one. I have the Lakers two. Yeah, I have Kings, to. I have so many questions about that. Yeah, Kings three, Warriors. I think one surprised you too. I have the Suns five, mm. um, mm-hmm. Timberwolves six, Thunder seven, uh, OKC Thunder seven, uh, Grizzlies eight. No jaw for 25 games. Clippers, man, I just put the Clippers though because Kawhi and Paul George are on the team. <laughs> Who knows how many games they'll play, and that's totally the asterisk there. And out of respect for Luka, I have the Mavs 10, but I just don't really like this Mavs team. But, but, huge but. Kyrie and Luka together. I respect that of Kyrie too, being on the team, the two of them. Um, this team doesn't have any depth either, but uh, I think the two of them could clearly put up points. Can they win games? Can the team win games? I don't know, uh, but it'll they'll be fun to watch. So, sure. first thing right off the rip, why the hell do you have the Lakers at two? Why don't you have Lakers at two? Uh, because I'm not I trying don't. to answer a question with a question. I'm just saying we this this roster from from what we're looking at, even from like 
before the trading deadline last year mm-hmm. um, and before it and after it, it's like night and day. And I just think that I don't think, you know, I'm, I'm not saying Rui Hachimura like um, some of the other players they added like are going to be like huge game changers, but we, they're like, uh, we just spent all this time talking about depth and I think they certainly added it. You know, it, uh, yeah, a lot is banking on AD playing a lot. You know, playing a normal amount of games, LeBron playing sixty games, sixty-five games. That's that needs to be baked into the equation too. But I just like that. I you know they have Dean uh, D'Angelo Russell, who they can just. I I have to imagine they signed him just to keep him as an asset to trade. Um, so there's that. Maybe that and some picks will get you something in February or January, whenever the deadline is. But that's why I just I liked how this team came together at the end of last year. You you made sure you kept Austin Reeves, who was big part in getting big minutes in those playoff games too. I just I think depth is important, um, and and they have it. I agree with you on the depth part, but again, for me, it's always playing close because at some point yeah, he's sure. go down, and that is that is my issue. I know he's. They're saying that he's potentially going to have an MVP season. I'll believe it when I see it. I I don't trust anything when it comes to him because he can't even stay on the court. So that is my biggest thing. I know what they what they did at the end of the season. You knew I was happy at the trade deadline. I was like, it was super impressive with what they did. Um, But I just don't. I just can't put them me per se. I can't put them above the Suns in what they have now. Obviously, it's going to have to have to work together just gonna have to gel right which is gonna have time and they have some injury prone players as in beal and kevin durant uh but also if those two players can stay healthy i mean d book is always there but if those two players can stay healthy they're gonna be fine but they also as you just said about the mavs and as we said about the bucks their depth is is the part that scares me about that team but with the three players right there, I mean, they can score in bunches. Um, I, I'm really, really, I'm really, really curious to see what the Kings do this year. Like, I'm, I know what they did last year. Now this is this is another year. Like, how much can they improve? Because they show that they were here. Uh, so I'm really, really excited to see them. And then the Clippers. I have them at six, Sam. But I'm gonna be honest. I can see the Clippers being higher. But all of these factor on these key players staying healthy that cannot stay healthy if Kawhi can stay healthy this team is going to be an absolute problem and they should be the true contenders for the NBA championship from the west if he can stay healthy I don't the Nuggets are bringing back all five guys yeah they lost some bench pieces but you know I I wouldn't say a health I mean a healthy Kawhi launches them into one of the best teams in the league who's going to guard Kawhi that's what on the Nuggets, guess. I, oh, I don't know. You're gonna have you gonna have to put like Joker on him. I don't know how you're going. Like, yeah, I'm not. Yes, you're right. Again, the caveat is huge here in this entire episode. Is then Kawhi a guy who can't stay healthy? Yeah, it's and want to play. Yeah, um, those have always been the questions. There, the talent is unbelievable. There's not a better two way player in this league um, no, on a per-game basis. Yep. 
I, and I still and don't be surprised if at some point there was a trade on the table for James Harden to go to the Clippers. Do not be surprised if that somehow some way still happens because like, it still could happen. And if that does, it's going to elevate them even more, even though to your point, uh, I love James Harden's like old style. I don't like how he plays now, um, but he's also not the same player that he once was body type and, and after all the injuries. But Dude, that could help I, immensely. An analytical nightmare to have Paul George, Russell Wilson, or Westbrook, uh, uh, Kawhi. You know, I'm not including Kawhi in this, and James Harden. With those three guys on the floor. So, like, is James Harden's ISO game is not going to be able to work when you have, you know, well, you're just going to have the, okay. Let's take turns with those three guys, like just playing ISO and like. Well, I don't think that's, I don't think that's fair because if you see what James Harden did. And has done with the Sixers since he's gotten there. He's not played that way. He hasn't played. He's been more of a facilitator than anything because that needs to be his game now. Like he has to adapt because that ISO ball that he used to have, it's not the same. And to Russ, when Russ got with the Clippers, like they allowed Russ to be Russ. Like, yes, he's going to do that, but he's not crashing the boards like he once did. Yeah, yes, he's still going to break you down and use that speed, but when you have other talented players on the wing, you can just dish off and just do that. Like you don't have to do too much. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. That's, that's a fair point. Uh, yeah. I'm, I think I'm crediting too much like old James Harden. Yeah. I don't still an MVP. I don't know? even think of that. James Harden. That's long gone. He's been yeah. long gone. Oh, um, I know. I know. And, I'm and just it, saying. It, it sucks to, to think that, but he's been long gone and I don't even, I don't even want to think of that because he's not that anymore. And he, he knows that he's not that anymore. And I think he came to grips with that like halfway through the season. And that's when you started to see like this new version of James passing the ball. But I mean, he's a head case. So it, it really is whatever with that. Uh, I don't even want to talk about the Grizzlies because I could sit here and talk about it forever. And they literally just lost Steven Adams. He's done for the season. Oh, yeah, oh, he's done for the season before the season even starts. So he's, not there again. He was missing for them in the playoffs. Obviously, we know Jaws not there. Uh, it, it's uh, which McCall is gone. Um, yeah, I just uh, don't. Yeah. yeah, well, not, I wasn't even talking about that loser, but <laughs> somebody else. Uh, but yeah, it, it's very, very interesting. So I, I do like both of our lists, and I'm, I'm curious to see how our West list plays I, out. I know this is the hype team, too, but. Um... And they made the play in last year. The th- I really think if some of this young talent on the Thunder could put together and Chet Holmgren, remember mm-hmm. him, first pick last year. He didn't play last year. He's playing this year, so he's technically a rookie. And, uh, you know, I think he's miss- part of that missing piece in Oklahoma City. And because SGA is going to play the way he's played the last few years, like – and yeah, Giddy. I, I like this yeah, Thunder Giddy, team. Giddy a lot. Is, is a phenomenal player. Like, and, and yeah. he he's he's respected by the players that show respect and that have and command respect. So that says a lot for me about yeah. him. So let's get I like right to it. I, I do as well. I think they get they are yeah. a sneaky team, and I also think uh, there's another sneaky team in the East. But I'll save it for later. Um, NBA awards is getting to an MVP. Sam has Tatum. I have the Greek freak uh, rookie of the year. We both have Chet and some people are probably gonna be like, you're insane with women. Yama being out there and you're probably right. But I, I always love the guys that were high talents 
the year that they were drafted coming in and were expected to be rookie of the year and then get hurt and don't play and basically have a whole year of NBA experience. And then they basically are playing the following year with a year of NBA experience without playing or not, just being around and learning the game at that speed. And then having their rookie year the next year. I always love those type of guys. And I think Chent is going to be a problem anyway. Uh, Defensive uh, player of the year, you have the Greek freak. I have his teammate, Brooke Lopez. Uh, Sixth man of the year, you have Emmanuel Quickly. I have Derek White. Yeah, I wanted to put Derek White. I think especially what he did in the playoffs last Mm -hmm. year and and had some huge games you're talking about. He could run point on most of the teams in this league. He's not starting, I don't think, on the Celtics team. Just not. So, um, yeah. Uh, I I think that's huge. I just I pick quickly. I think in a similar kind of role, he's not going to be starting every night, but he he can lead that second team. So he's he's leading in the odds, if I remember correctly. Emmanuel yeah, Christy, that's so. yeah yeah I saw that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then coach of the year, uh, Mark. I don't know how to say that last name. I had to look up who the coach coach of the Thunder was. It's Mark <laughs> Dejnolt. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, I, the- I looked up the pronunciation too. And then the Orlando Magic coach, uh, Jamal Mosley. So you have two. I couldn't pick. Okay. I just okay. wanted to hear you struggle to say Dejanol. Yeah, I wasn't. I'm I didn't kidding. even say it. I just deferred. Yeah. Uh, and I got Nick Nurse because I do believe that if somehow, some way he can corral uh, James Harden, this team could be really, really good because uh, Nick Nurse is a great coach. Um, is, is James Harden on the uh, 76ers the day after the deadline? That's a good question. I want to say yes. Actually, no. I'm gonna say no because I feel like he's gonna. I feel like he's gonna taint his career some more and try to force his way out of here too. So, yeah, no. I don't. I, I know. I, think, I know. This is like the player movement era, and you don't put like hats on the plaques. But I always kind of think about that with other. I know the NFL and the NBA Hall of Fames don't do that. But like you kind of look at some of these guys, like where, what are you going to be remembered for, James Harden? You know, uh, Kevin Durant. Like, well, I don't think. I think some of these guys, even LeBron. I know it's Cavs, right? But like, I think those. I think Kevin Durant and LeBron are. You can separate them from James Harden in this conversation. Yeah, I I agree with that because okay, Kyrie. I still think you could separate him in this conversation too, because he's, and I'll 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 explain it to make it clear, because I I think Kyrie in this conversation, if you said all those four names, it would be like LeBron and KD you would put to the left and just move them away from Harden and and Kyrie, right? So with LeBron and KD is like they no matter where they're going to be. They are going to be the focal point. They are going to be one of the best players, and they're both two of the best players you've ever seen play basketball, period. Like, LeBron is essentially, he's the king, but I call him the brain because this man is super intelligent on the court, and he knows and has seen every single thing and knows when it's going to play out. Um, so I, I think those are different, and and it's not like he forced himself out uh, of there. Uh, and Kevin Durant, didn't force himself out of any of those places. He just wanted to go to these places. Uh, even the Nets, he he knew what was going on. It was more so Kyrie, and he just sat there and kind of played his position and stayed. And he was like, you know, I'll I'll stay, but I need to know what's going on type thing. And it wasn't like I'm forcing myself out. And it was kind of 
even for me being a Nets fan, it hurt, but I understood, right? For Kyrie, obviously he started with the Cavs. Great there. We know his way out of there. He, what he did there. Yeah. He forced his way out of the Cavs. Uh the the stickiest the last two like leaving the Cavs. That was fine. That one was fine, exactly. But what he did with the Celtics and I'm what he you're gonna most stay importantly that, did yeah. with the Nets, yeah, yeah, those two don't look too great, but he's still balling at a high level. That's oh, that's no, the, dude, the that's game. the thing. Like that's why I'm just like I put him closer to James, but he's still doing things that nobody has ever done and is still out here cooking and playing at a high level. So that's why I put him closer, but I don't put him there. James, he's definitely going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, especially I'm not doubting that. I'm not doubting that career. I'm just saying, what what are you wearing on your pink? This this is just me speaking and just laying the background for I'm not talking about you. I'm not even, you're not even here right now. Okay, talk to talk to the people. Hey, yes, talk to yes. the people. For Harden, it's like he was an OKC. He was a sixth man, right? He left to go and get his shine because he was doing his thing as a sixth man. He went, left and went to Houston, and Houston was his – he should have they stayed. They stole him from he, the Thunder. He, he, the exactly, they did. Look at that trade. <laughs> they did. That's true. Houston, he stayed in Houston, and he made he made who he is the household name of James Harden. Like that's yes, when he became James Harden, right? And it was just like, respectfully, he's always been James Harden, but you know what I'm saying. And he kind of let that run its course, and then it, you know, they went out and got Russ. They went out and got CB3, and he played through all of that, and they still couldn't do it because they were going against the juggernaut that is the Golden State Warriors, and then almost beat them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they he was just finally like, okay, well, now I got to get out of here. So you you force yourself out, you wear the fat suit, and you get to the Nets. <laughs> and then you play with the Nets, and then you're there for a little bit, and you're doing your thing, but then you blow it up because you don't like what's going on there with Kyrie, which I can understand, but you would have been there still with Kevin. <laughs> it still would have been you and Kevin, and you still could have done a lot of things. The hamstring situation is this is what was his downfall is that hamstring, and then that compounded with one to leave. Now you go to the Sixers, and you're sitting there, and you have this great first season or whatever, and then now you're trying to get your way out because you're not getting what you want. It, it's it's. It's that crybaby. It's like not the movement for me for like everybody, but it's that crybaby movement with these with these stars that are extremely talented. But for James, to be very specific, you're not the old James. So it's you're not going to get that max deal. You're not going to get a percentage of ownership in the Sixers. You're you're smoking something if you think the team's going to get that. You you know where you would have got that percentage of ownership if you stayed the Rockets. They would have probably gave you a percentage in there, possibly. Possibly. You probably would have gotten whatever you wanted because they love you there, which is why he was flirting with the idea of going back. But Ime was like, nah, no, we're, yeah. good. we're good. That, we're good. That that you can stay over there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I had to go through all that. But, yeah, that was, that was that. Thanks for chronicling the movement of those guys. I, You know, KD, like – Signing that extension and then being like, trade me to the Suns. That's not a good look. I know he gets dissed a lot for the war going to the Warriors. 
that's, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not criticizing him for that. I didn't like the whole like end of the book when I referenced KD there. And like, what is KD going to be known for? I, I didn't day, mind you know? it. And this is, this is me just speaking from fandom. Like I didn't, Obviously, it's upsetting to, to lose Kevin Durant. Like, I, n- nobody wants to lose Kevin Durant. But the way that it was portrayed first out in the public was like he was, like, forcing his way out. And I've listened to conversations that he's had after the fact. And when they traded Kyrie, it, it was he was pretty much at the point like, okay, well, like, you're trading away this guy, even though all this has happened, like you're trading away this guy that I wanted to play with. And that always also soured the situation. So Tyree also didn't make that situation any better. And Jay and excuse me, Kevin had a vision of what it was going to be. And also the person that I believe is going to be the comeback player of the year. Uh, ben Simmons was not anything. Ooh, take. Was not anything. So I don't really fault him because he, during that whole time when he was there in Brooklyn, he played. He played the whole time. Like he Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't knock he didn't him. Play he with played Kyrie the whole time. Yeah, he didn't play with Kyrie. He wanted to. But he was there. The only reason he didn't play in the beginning of his his tenure there was because of the obviously the Achilles. But then he as soon as he was able to play, he played the whole time. And Giannis just got a new deal for $186 million. That just came through. Breaking news for us. Won't be breaking news by the time you guys hear it. But uh agrees for a three-year deal three-year extension so he's staying there and he got paid which made sense because i think we all knew that was coming anyway so on that note sam take us on home sir hey that was episode 112 um great band group great group wow the chasing birds podcast (laughs) uh thanks for listening as always check us out on instagram and uh, coming soon, some video as well. We'll we'll talk about that next week. But until then, for Brandon, I'm Sam. Have a great weekend. Week. Time. Go next. If you have apple cider donuts, send them my way. I'm willing to sacrifice what I do in the gym to be fat to eat all the apple cider donuts if they're good. Just need that it needs to have the right consistency of sugar and the fluffiness. It just needs to flake and do that. Send them my way. Let me be fat. Thank you. <laughs>